Hey everyone, welcome to the show today. My name is John Drummond or Yang Haowen. Hi, 大家好，欢迎回到 NG 英文。我是 Stephanie。今天的来宾 Ivan 来自于保加利亚。他是一位指挥家、钢琴家、音乐家，而且是一个很谦虚的人哦。We have a great episode for you today with the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Ivan. Ivan is from Bulgaria. He is a conductor, a professional pianist, an incredible musician. A humble man, and so much more. So, everyone, please welcome Mr. Ivan. Hello, everyone. Thank God that you said humble; otherwise, I would have blushed.、So、that, <laughs> that sort of balanced things off. There we go, my man. So interesting because I've been making a mistake. I've been calling you Ivan. Oh, that's perfectly fine. It's still, it's still spelled correctly. It's still spelled like that. But you told me something very interesting about the fact that. In Bulgaria and some of the Slovakian languages, the spelling I V A N when spoken is actually Ivan, and that means John. Yes, that's correct. So we have namesakes, brothers from other mothers. I love it. Yeah, and it's like the Juan to John. It's you Giovanni, know Giovanni, Giovanni exactly. Sean in、uh, Irish. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So thank you for that that fun fact of the day, my man. Thank you so much for joining us today on NG Ingwen. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you here. I know it's been quite a tough time with COVID. As you are a professional musician, you you thrive on live performances, but hopefully we're getting back to it. We are. There we go.、I'm、confident. There we go. And your voice is looking much better. So, Mr. Ivan, do you mind giving us kind of a high level here on NG Ingwen? Who is the man, the myth, the legend? I'm born in Bulgaria. To a musician's family, my mom is a piano teacher. My dad was a very good opera singer. I studied and worked in New York for about ten years, then six years in the UK, five years in Hong Kong, a year in Italy, and a year in Paris, and now in Taiwan since 2020. Of course, with a few jumps back to good old Europe. Good old Europe. I love that. That was very concise. Not your first introduction, I can tell. Yeah, definitely not the first one. <laughs> I was hoping we could start today with kind of where you are now as a musician. Could you take us through? You know, what are you doing? What does it mean to be a professional pianist, especially a professional pianist here in Taiwan? Just like every job, it's difficult. I have to <laughs> create my own projects. I usually wake up and take a blank piece of paper and say, "Okay, I want to give a master class here. Maybe I'll have a concert there. I will play small concerts with some、uh, colleagues." That's how it goes when I'm here. So fascinating! Yeah, you're constantly trying to create new opportunities for See, yourself. The, the creativity is not、um, restricted only to how I am going to play something and what kind of interpretation I'm going to give to give it to, but it's also what am I going to do? Where am I going to play? Who am I going to play it for?、Mm -hmm. What is the message that I want to give? That's very important because there are so many pianists out there. There.、Um, If you take any of the schools in the world, they, or any of the music schools in the world, they have the majority are pianists. And what happens to all of them afterwards? You see, it's、mm. a bit disproportionate. So unless I come up with my idea, with my projects,、um, then it goes nowhere. Yeah, and that's very insightful for me because yeah, you forget that all your musician friends are constantly trying to create opportunities for themselves to survive as a musician. But the point is not just to survive, not just to keep on the surface, but to be able to、mm. walk above the surface.、That's, I love that. Yeah, the, 
most important part really to keep yourself going to get that momentum when the ideas just keep coming and coming and then i'm talking i'm not talking just to make ideas for the sake of having ideas mm-hmm. it's really something that inspires and inspires the others and then brings more musicians together brings the audience that are interested to hear you mm, that's beautiful so yeah. so appropriately deep too yeah as you said you you're coming up with the themes right the the messages behind exactly, the music exactly. and that inspires the new generation potentially of musicians and inspires current musicians and it creates beautiful shows i'm sure I'm hoping to see you for your next show in November, by the way. Yeah, November 16th, <laughs> hey. National Concert Hall in Taipei. That's it. We're going to talk about that in a second, too. Ivan is a music音乐世家。他爸爸是声乐家、妈妈是钢琴家。他曾居住过许多国家、例如美国纽约、法国巴黎、意大利、英国、香港以及台湾。身为钢琴家的他认为,这就跟任何工作一样,都有他辛苦
and I was eight, so I got very emotional. And then about 20 minutes later, I went to the kitchen. I was like, yes, okay, I'll play the piano. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. You sure? Sure. Yes. So that was one uh, defining point that kept me sort of going, but I had no plans of becoming a pianist. My idea was mm. to be a music producer or a sound engineer to do something that is more in the peripheral and managerial side of uh, the music industry. 而他每天做的事情就是被关押,confined在家里。那他不是在学乐理,music 那因为这样子，他变得非常的情绪化，emotional。其实他当时并没有想要成为一名钢琴家，而是想要成为音乐制作人，music producer，或者是音响工程师，sound engineer。而且他比较希望的是，可能周围相关的peripheral side，或者是管理面，managerial side。Yeah, yeah, and something happened shortly thereafter. Not shortly, I mean five years later. I was skiing during spring break, and um, I did something very silly to impress a few young girls in the ski class. Ah, yeah, we've all so, been there before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that cost me having, you know, my leg being fractured so severely that I was in a cast for two and a half months. And you can imagine, John, just staying home all day long, mm. not going to school. My buddies coming to see me every other day just out of pity and I would study of course to catch up with school I would read books I would watch movies I would play games and still there were about seven or eight hours left out of the day so it, it felt very boring mm. not being able to go anywhere because the first 30 days I couldn't even walk I couldn't even move so whenever I had to go somewhere my dad had to sort of give me a hand yeah yeah it was terrible and I couldn't shower. Oh, yeah. oh, yes, because there was no, suppose no water to grow. Right, yeah. right, right. So uh, after the first month, when I started uh, limping around the house, I went back to the piano. I said, hmm, "Let me try." So with one leg sideways because I couldn't put it straight. It was an upright piano. Right. So I had to put it sideways, and I said, "Oh, okay." And then I practiced for about five hours that day. Can you imagine a thirteen-year-old? Just staying for five hours. And since I had perfect pitch, I was able to correct myself quite quickly. And I really liked it. I did it a few days in a row. My piano teacher showed up and she was shocked. She thought there was something wrong with me because it was the first time I would play properly ever since she had started teaching me, which was when I was six. Then I fell in love with the piano and I think the piano sort of substituted that uh, teenage urge for chasing girls because Ooh. for about two years the piano became my girlfriend hey. my classmates used to run away from school to go smoking to go drinking to make up make out with girls in the park and i used to run away from school to go home to practice of course later i also had my little catch-up but uh, 
in the most important teenage years, yeah. I spent them on the piano. And I don't regret that because eventually things caught up. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. And, and it's so interesting how life unfolds like that, right? You know, you break your leg, you think your life's over, and then it became who you are today. Yeah. And on top of that, seven months later, I was skiing again. Hey, yeah. there we go. My dad brought me a new pair of skis from Switzerland and to my mom's horror horror yes. <laughs> i was back on the slopes oh man yeah i can imagine but so interesting so beautiful so pure and and i really am grateful that you said that your parents nurtured you in that that correct kind of way of like are you sure this is something you want is it for you you know exactly they i love were that never forcing me to do this yeah and that's beautiful shout out to all the parents out there doing that so we said it a little bit, but where's the next place people can actually come see you live in action? The show is going to be on the 16th of November at the National Concert Hall, at the Recital Hall. It's a Wednesday night, so I hope to see all of you. I'll be there. Five years later, he was in the skiing of the ski, to make the students of the ski feel impressed and impressed. So he did some crazy things, which caused his ankle to be fractured. He also carried a ski for almost two months. 那他其实前三十天是完全无法走路，甚至洗澡的，所以他其实非常痛苦。那因为他为了要跟上学业，还是有在读书。那他在休闲时间也有在玩乐，但他也觉得还是很无聊。所以有一天，他就决定去弹个钢琴。没想到他一练就是五个小时起跳。他当时就从此爱上了钢琴，甚至他认为这个代替了 （substituted） 他当时想要追求女孩的冲动 （urge）。那其实他并不后悔，他后来也还是买了新的滑雪装备，之后又再次去滑雪喽。I love it, awesome, my man. Well, do you mind if we switch gears a little bit to the story of you with Bulgaria, with the world, and now with Taiwan, and with the lens a little bit of language? You know, English was a part of your life a little bit in Bulgaria. But very little,、yes. very little, right? When, as most of my European friends say, but something happened with a story of you trying to apply to Juilliard that really brought up. Sobering story. Yeah, very sobering story. Yeah. After preparing for a year to study at Juilliard, I remember going to New York auditioning, and a week or two later receiving that deeply feared rejection letter. And I clearly remember playing very well at the audition, so I decided to call the admissions officer with my broken English. No, actually, the story is even funnier because my English was so bad. I asked a very good Bulgarian friend of mine who spoke very good English to pretend that he's smart.、Me. So he called on my behalf. Now I'm starting to blush because that there is another story attached to it. So he called on my behalf, and they explained to him. That basically I failed the English test, and it was so badly presented that、uh, there was no way for me to join the school. I had passed the piano exam, but not the English test. And then I got accepted into another school, Manhattan School of Music, and I remember I did very poorly in the TOEFL test as well. And I got a conditional letter that I had to improve my English, so I had to stay in the summer and take lessons. But I really didn't want to stick around New York. I don't know if you've been in New York in the summer, but it's not the best, it's not the most pleasant. <sighs> yes, place to be. very rough. <laughs> And so, in the winter, to be honest. <laughs> my friend came to the rescue. 
he called the admission at Manhattan's concert, how this is Ivan Yanukov calling. Uh, may I ask, what is the problem with my English? As you can hear me very clearly right now, my English is quite good. Yes, sir. I was there. I was like, I don't know if you should keep it on the table, but it's... Uh, I love it. And they were like, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they said you don't have to take summer classes? Exactly. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. That's smart. Yeah. Anyway, uh, fast, forward, fast forward four years. I was graduating from my bachelor's degree, and I had to do another TOEFL test for my master's degree. At the time, my English was quite different because I had studied all those liberal arts at school. I had studied right, English right. literature, English language. I had to study um, structure of English, uh, art history, humanities, any course that is related to music or arts had to be taught in English. And obviously, at that point, things were at a different level. And the night before my TOEFL test, I went out with my friends just for a quick drink, which uh, didn't end up being so quick. Quick drink. Yeah. Sounds like a KTV night here in Taiwan. <laughs> exactly, yes. Anyway, we went to the East Village in New York, which is full of nice venues after midnight. And after saying goodbye to each other at 6.30 in the morning, I went back home, which was diametrically opposite uh, from where I lived in terms of Manhattan uh, right, so you, you went basically all the way back north. <laughs> yes, I went all the way back north to check the letter where my uh, exam was, just to find out that the exam center was just next door to the club, and I had to go back literally immediately in order not to miss my exam. Wow. And at the time, the the highest TOEFL score possible was 760 mm. points. I don't know how they calculated them. It was not a round number. Right, right, right. And I remember getting 740 or 745. And the only points that I missed were in the listening section because my ears were still <laughs> ringing from that nightclub. So I couldn't hear the questions clearly. Oh. There was a button where I was given a chance to repeat the question twice. And I still, my ears <laughs> just couldn't make it. Wow. Yeah, because you were in the nightclub all night with extremely loud music exactly. with probably no ear protection. No. No. Yes, at those, yes. Oh, my goodness. And you would have got maybe a perfect score. Probably. I don't know, but it was funny when oh I... Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's a beautiful, beautiful story. And it's so cool because it's making me think, you know, you were just now in the environment. You were hanging out with friends in the East Village, going to nightclubs, having a few drinks, and your English was improving naturally. Exactly. Probably my English improved with a few words. I with a few I drinks. <laughs> I don't know if those words would have been included in the test, but definitely <laughs> they were added to my vocabulary. Yeah, and and you know, honestly, that's the best advice I can ever give on this show is the more you can just do stuff, you know, hanging out with, with foreigners in that target language. Exactly. It's incredible. Yeah. That's the best way to learn. It's the best way to learn. Because uh, one of my best experiences in America was that all my American friends were very helpful. They understood very well that English was not my first language. It was your fourth. Yeah, it was my fourth language, yeah. And this humble guy. That was before Suahili, just kidding. <laughs> no. um, before Taiwanese. Yeah. But in any case, they were very supportive. And if they saw me bewildered at certain words, they would explain what, they, mm. what that would mean. That's beautiful. Yeah, that, that, that community, that natural language exchange between friends. And that's that's one of the beauties of that was that was one of the beautiful aspects of America. People are very welcoming to 
foreigners. Because I'm glad you me. felt that way. <laughs> I did, yes. I yeah. hope it's still the same. I hope so, too. I, I hope so. Yeah, same, it should yeah. be the same. Yeah, most, I know, you know, my home country gets a, a lot of bad press, we say in English, but it there's... Thanks to the Russians. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's, all, yeah, no, sure. it's all good. It's thanks to everyone, to be honest. But I promise you, there are good people in America, too. And, you know, that's the... You're the, one of the examples. Well, you know, they pay me to come out here. <laughs> to pretend. I'm to a government it. spy, actually. <laughs> but no, you know, it's it's the metaphor for life, right? There's good people, there's bad people everywhere, anywhere you go. And uh, our goal is to kind of find those good people. But I love that. Juilliard is a world-renowned audition. 所以他决定打给招生部门，问他们为什么。那他本来是想要自己打，但是由于他英文不是很好，所以他请了英文比较好的朋友帮他打。没想到他们给他的原因就是因为他的英文真的太糟糕了，所以他没有办法让他入学。
Okay, that's not bad actually. Yeah, but you now if you ask me to do it, could I do it? No. <laughs> Sometimes it takes me a year to learn something. Probably it's a little bit more complicated. Yeah, probably that was Mozart <laughs> or Bach, right? Mm. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you so much, Yvonne, for joining us today on NG Yingwen. It was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. 来宾现在也在授课，那他主要是用英文跟肢体语言 （body language） 跟学生沟通。那因为是钢琴的关系，所以他可以示范 （demonstrate） 给学生。像我自己也有学钢琴，我其实非常能够理解在学习的过程当中有多么辛苦。因为当时为了考检定，每一天都要练习，真的很想放弃。但我很庆幸我当时没有这样做，因为现在虽然我不是靠钢琴为生，但是只要我遇到各种困难。想要抒发心情的时候，就会来弹一首。那我觉得其实思绪会非常清晰，而且心情也好转很多。所以，如果是现在在收听的爸妈们，如果你们小孩在学习音乐的话，请多鼓励他，不要放弃。那我们就谢谢今天的来宾 Yvonne。Yeah, absolutely. Where can people maybe sign up for your master classes? Where can they catch you live in action? You can always follow my website, which also has links to my. YouTube channel to my Instagram to my Facebook fan page. Of course, I have my Spotify, I have my iTunes channel, I have KKBox. Oh,、yeah. what would it be under Ivan? Yes, everything、Yanka. is under the same name. Awesome, Mr. Ivan. Well, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, everyone. It was, it was fun. I'm glad you could make it in.、Uh, unfortunately, we're sweating in here, but、uh, we'll, we'll get out. You、soon. cannot tell, so you, you should get like my shirt. Yeah, yeah shout out Zara. When、yeah. when's that sponsorship coming? Yeah. <laughs> Awesome, everyone. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the NG Ingwen Show. My name is John. This is Mr. Ivan. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe on all the places where you listen to podcast or YouTube. Thanks, everyone. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Peace. All right. Well, that is our NG Ingwen Show for today. We hope everyone enjoyed listening to that. You can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and now Spotify. You can search. Ng Ingwen, or you can search on IG Ng English I C R T, and don't forget to tune in every Wednesday morning from six thirty to seven, and Wednesday night from nine to nine thirty. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye bye.